Welcome to the final 2014 edition of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board's audio podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Fox, Technical Director for the Ipsos B. In this installment, we will review key highlights from the Ipsos B meeting held December 8th to 11th, 2014 in Toronto, Canada. Our guests today are Ipsos B Chair Andreas Bergman, Deputy Chair Ron Salol, and Ipsos B Deputy Director John Stanford. We will be reviewing important developments from this meeting. Andreas, perhaps you'd like to begin with some general opening remarks before we get to specific questions. Let me begin with uh, thanking our outgoing Ipsos B members. As this is the last meeting of 2014. Uh, we had to say goodbye uh, to four of our long-serving members. Uh, let me start with uh, Deputy Chair Ron Salol, who is also present in this podcast. Now, Ron, he not only served as Deputy Chair, uh, prior to that as a member, and even prior to that as a technical advisor. So certainly Ron is one of the longest serving uh, persons uh, on Ipsos B. Uh, also Ken Warren and uh, Thomas Miller, Marcus Berger, they both served two full terms as Ipsos B members and contributed in a tremendous way to the work uh, we had done over the last six years. Uh, also, Guy Biolle contributed. Uh, unfortunately, he had to end his term after only two years, uh, but he took a very important position in the French Cour de Gant, and uh, we are obviously also very proud of our members taking important positions uh, back in their home countries. Uh, so, uh, I would like to thank really all four members uh, for their tremendous service uh, they provided to FSSB uh, and its objectives. Now, we have also decided at this meeting uh, to launch uh, a group of uh, former IPSSB members, we call it IPSSB alumni, uh, which is not only the four members uh, finishing their term uh, this year, but, but obviously also previous members of IPSSB. We sense that their enormous expertise and their connections around the world uh, can help IPSSB in various ways. It's an informal group, so it doesn't take any formal responsibilities, uh, but we are certainly trying to involve them uh, in outreach activities and occasionally also in our technical work. Uh, finally, I would like to thank Ipsos B members for their efforts by passing Ipsos 33 to 38, as well as the improvements for 2014. Uh, again, uh, it was a very successful meeting. Uh, by completing these projects. Thank you, Andreas. Let's move on to discussing the strategy and work plan. We had uh, done a strategy and work plan consultation earlier this year, and uh, this is uh, certainly the first time we did a strategy consultation. It is the second time we did a work plan consultation because we sense that it is very important that both strategy and work plan not only include our own ideas, but reflect the views of the constituency. Uh, we approved the strategy. Uh, we uh, finalized uh, some views in the strategy, especially the outcomes, uh, which we more closely or more clearly uh, linked to public financial management. So we made it very clear how public sector accounting uh, leads to sound public sector financial management. In terms of the work plan, uh, we identified the areas where we really must do a project based on the responses we received. These are 
revenues. Uh, we group together uh, non-exchange as well as exchange revenues for this purpose. It's uh, non-exchange expenses, uh, uh, which is also an urgent need. Um, then measurement. Measurement is uh, has become a, a need really by finalizing our project on the conceptual framework in this in September, and uh, therefore uh, we need to find more clarity on the measurement basis in the public sector. And finally, uh, we also identified that public sector assets, such as infrastructure or heritage assets, also deserve uh, a must-do project. Now, uh, this doesn't mean that all four projects get started immediately and uh, run in parallel, because uh, we sense that there are some uh, synergies between the projects, uh, so, so we need to sequence them carefully uh, and balance also, uh, of course, our uh, capacities. Uh, this would also allow us uh, to have some smaller projects on the shelf uh, which we take out once uh, we have uh, some capacity uh, to deal with, with smaller issues. And, uh, so I think the work plan is, is a more elaborate work plan. It's not just a list of projects we're going to tick off, uh, but it's really a, a management approach uh, to uh, the future work of this board. Thank you, Andreas. Now I'd like to ask Ron to share his thoughts on interest in other entities and the board's approval of the accompanying IPSAS's 34 through 38. Thank you, Stephanie. Yes, I think that this particular meeting saw a major milestone being accomplished. We approved five uh, standards, uh, in addition to some others that we'll talk about later. Uh, that dealt with uh, the consolidation of financial statements or interests in other entities. 34 was separate financial statements. Ipsos 35 dealt with consolidated financial statements and it is the core standard. Ipsos 36 deals with investments in associates and joint ventures. Ipsos 37 deals with joint arrangements. And Ipsos 38 deals with disclosure of interest, interest in other entities. They replace uh, existing IPSAS's 6 and 8. They converge with their IFRS equivalents with some minor amendment, amendments and acknowledgments made more suitable to the public sector. There uh, will become the effective date uh, for these particular standards is uh, for covering periods beginning on or after January 1, 2017. And uh, as uh, Andreas indicated we are really extremely uh, proud of the achievement of having these, uh, these new standards uh, that converge with IFRS's uh, in our literature now. Thanks, Ron. Now I'd like to turn to John Stanford and have him discuss the board's approval of IPSAS 33, first time adoption of accrual-based IPSAS's. Thank you, Stephanie. The IPSASB has not had a standard in its literature that addresses transitional issues arising from the first time adoption of IPSAS. At this meeting, the IPSASB approved IPSAS 33, first time adoption of accrual basis IPSAS, thereby bringing to fruition a project that began in June 2011. The IPSAS distinguishes exemptions that affect fair presentation and compliance 
with, the, with those exemptions that do not affect fair presentation and compliance. It will be particularly relevant for those doctors who are moving from the accrual basis of accounting on another basis or are moving from the cash basis of accounting. Thank you, John. Now I'm going to turn it over to Ron. Agenda item five dealt with a draft recommended practice guideline or an RPG. Can you tell us, Ron, about the role RPGs play and the discussion the board had around this latest draft RPG 3 reporting service performance? Thank you, Stephanie. As listeners will likely know, a recommended practice guideline is not mandatory. In other words, it isn't part of the uh, standards that uh, require adoption or compliance before they, uh, an entity can state that they're complying with uh, our IPSAS. What they are are guidance on best practice on a particular issue. We've issued uh, two already. Uh, the first dealt with uh, long-term fiscal sustainability and the second one with financial statement disclosures. This, uh, we're working now on, on a possible third uh, RPG. It's dealing with uh, servi reporting service performance. Uh, service performance is a significant issue for the public sector. Uh, it deals with uh, an area that uh, is not uh, as uh, well done as we think it could be. Uh, we've been, uh, we issued an exposure draft uh, and we were looking at the responses to the exposure draft in this meeting. We were now deliberating on what the final guideline will be and we expect to uh, review that at the next meeting which is going to be in March. Thanks Ron. Now John, I'd like you to share with us some developments regarding the draft consultation paper, Social Benefit. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, social benefits is probably the biggest gap in the Ipsasby's current literature, and therefore it's a project which is going to be at the forefront of the Ipsasby's work um, in 2015. At this meeting, the Ipsasby reviewed a complete draft of a consultation paper. The draft highlights three broad approaches to dealing with accounting for social benefits. The first of these is an obligating event approach, very much linked to the conceptual framework. The second is an approach which we term the social contract approach, whereby only legal obligations would be recognized. And the third approach is an approach which uses insurance accounting to develop accounting improvements. We looked at the distinction between what we call due and payable and legal obligations at this meeting, and also in depth at the possibility of harmonization with the definitions in the Government Finance Statistics Manual. We'll be taking a further draft of the consultation paper to our March 2015 meeting and at that meeting we'll make a decision whether to approve. Thank you, John. The board also discussed another project, uh, public sector combinations, and I'd like to ask Ron to share his views on the discussion of issues and comment on the progress made towards developing an exposure draft. 
public sector combinations is uh, a very important topic for, for the public sector. We have issued a discussion paper on it. We've received uh, some really good comments. And at previous meetings, the board had went deliberated on what commentators had said. At this meeting, we spent uh, and made good progress on trying to look at the classification of uh, uh, public sector combinations. We looked at uh, the possibility of saying that there are some that are really reorganizations, others that are acquisitions, and for those combinations that are neither reorganizations or acquisitions, uh, they would be uh, amalgamations. And we made, I think, significant progress in uh, reaching consensus on what we believe to be the, an appropriate classification for the types of uh, combinations that exist in the public sector. Uh, looking at whether they are under common control or not under common control. Apart from the classification issues, the board also spent uh, time deliberating on the measurement issues, finding out how we could uh, account for combinations in each of the categories that I have uh, described about, and on how we could report on it. It is. Uh, it is clear that uh, this is an area that is a specific public sector project that needs to be addressed and I believe that uh, the board made significant progress in moving the, uh, the project along the, at this meeting. Thanks Ron and I would agree with you. I think that good progress is being made and we'll look forward to an exposure draft in 2015 on this important topic. Andreas, would you please update our listeners on the drafting of the consultation paper on public sector financial instruments? And when you're done, perhaps you can also provide us uh, with some closing remarks. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, as you remember, uh, the public sector financial instruments project is an umbrella project. Uh, it looks at various uh, public sector specific financial instruments which do not exist in, in private sector corporations and are therefore not traditionally covered by the literature of accounting standard setters. This requires of course a, a more thorough and in-depth analysis uh, before we start uh, developing guidance for the accounting and reporting of such instruments. At this meeting we had a very close look at monetary gold as being one of those instruments, of course not the only one, but certainly a very important one, as many governments are uh, indeed involved uh, in uh, issuing coins, but also are uh, consolidating central banks, uh, which even hold more of monetary gold than the governments themselves. So we really looked at the purpose of, of holding monetary gold, and we identified that the main purpose uh, by virtually all central banks around the world is uh, to maintain price stability. Uh, so it is not that they are trading actively this monetary gold. Uh, it is really more a psychological uh, investment, uh, if you call it like that, in stability and in sending out a signal of clear stability of the monetary system of the respective country. So we really need to look at monetary gold uh, bearing this uh, service idea uh, in mind and uh, then based on that uh, develop a potential accounting uh, guidance. Uh, 
we also realized that we need to have a look at other reserve instruments, uh, such as foreign currency, which is also held by monetary authorities uh, in a similar, but maybe not in the exactly same way as monetary gold. Uh, so it was really more a, a working meeting in that sense. Uh, we are not looking at finalizing this paper very soon, but uh, we definitely need thorough discussions at board levels, uh, but also research uh, in our constituencies. Now with that, uh, I would like to really end uh, uh, this uh, podcast uh, from my perspective uh, with the notion that our work really does matter. I think uh, we have had several sessions uh, during this meeting where we had uh, this feeling our work does matter. I mean, it does matter in terms of social benefits, it does matter in terms of the stability of governments, it does matter in terms of the stability of the entire economies, and I think that's also what uh, those board members ending their terms emphasized in, in their uh, addresses to the board uh, on the last day. So our work does matter and uh, we were pleased to provide this work to the society as a whole. Thank you Andreas. This marks the conclusion of the final Ipsos B audio podcast for 2014. We appreciate the involvement of Ipsos B Chair Andreas Bergman, Deputy Chair Ron Solol, and Deputy Director John Stanford, all of whom have provided insightful and informative commentary. The next Ipsos B meeting will be March 10th to 13th, 2015 in Santiago, Chile. All Ipsos B meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. Please make sure to register as early as possible for observer status for the March 2015 meeting as registration closes one week prior to the start. More information is available on the website at ipsosb.org. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meeting section of the Ipsos B website and on iTunes. On behalf of the Ipsos B, I'd like to thank you for listening during 2014. I'm your host, Stephanie Fox, and I invite you to join us again in 2015. And may I take this opportunity to wish you a very happy holiday.